Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. Hey, buddy. Oh, this frigid day. Yeah, it's been really cold out. There's Mm -hmm. been a lot of snow. Yeah, it felt like a a war zone on Monday out there. War zone. Well, just walking by. You know what war is, right? No, I I don't. actually. Um, I have been uh, blessed. It's when the troops drop snow on towns. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was like that. Uh, Then then it was like a war zone, actually. But it was so odd on Monday because like I had uh, all of these packages I wanted to deliver. And the sidewalks weren't plowed. I'm carrying six big boxes to the post office and I'm just trekking through the snow. Other people are trying to get through this snow. I saw this one woman wearing shorts and a T-shirt trying to get through it. And like just her whole body was beat red. Like I had no idea what was happening. Everyone looked lost. All the TTC was stuck. And then I got to the post office and it was closed. So I had to walk back for another 20 minutes in this. This is my problem now, the same as it was then. It's like, I don't know why you would think uh, the day when we have like two feet of snow is the good idea to deliver your packages. (laughs) Like, just wait a day. Just wait a day. See what happens. See if things are open. I was determined and I have a lot of faith in Canada Post. But you didn't go to the Canada Post Office. No, I went to an independent. So that's your problem. You don't have a lot of faith in them. Right. <laughs> and they're listening right now. Canada Post. They're listening. Or right the now. independent or both. They're the only ones listening right now. Yeah, we have a very actually when you look at our stat breakdown, it's all postal services. Well, this is actually a very special episode that I'm only going to email to them. Okay. So that's it's not going yeah, out to our feed. No, 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 no. <laughs> if Canada Post approves it, they'll mail it back to me. Well, I mean, that may uh, disappoint our uh, guest today because Mm. we have a big one here. We have actor, we have writer, we have comedian, we have producer, we have podcaster. We got Paul Bates here. Hello, uh, postal workers around the globe. There we go. That's what I want to hear. Someone who knows his audience. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready to cater. I'm ready to cater to all those postal delivery people, mail sorters. Yeah. Um, Postmasters general. Yeah. 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 Some might say you're ready to deliver. Yeah. Um, That's it. I want to know, Cody, when you say you went to an independent <laughs> mail delivery, are we is it, you know, like a mom and pop like uh, a postal delivery service? Is that what happened? Yeah, I think what how it works is that you bring it to them, to their house, and then they take it to Canada Post for you. Sure. Okay, that's good. It's a nice intermediary. Yeah. You, you, ever, you ever walk down the street and you see one of those cars that's just like so full of stuff that the driver's seat has just been like carved out of all the shit in it? That's an independent uh, <laughs> delivery driver. Got it. Okay, yeah. that's good. I mean, mm-hmm. there's probably I'm I'm sure there's an upside there <laughs> for everyone involved. I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. A, a viable business model. Um, one of the best places or parts about this independent post office is that they have inside of it this big bin of um, if you remember Bab socks, the Bab sock phase. 
of uh, I don't. I, I he don't mentioned know. this to me too. Like this was Bab something sucks. that people, normal people, would give a shit about or know. What? Well, what it, are Bab sucks. So Please, I want to go back to the story, but you gotta give me this context. <laughs> so Bab socks are these socks that had the face of he was either the coach or general manager of the okay. Toronto Maple Leafs, Mike oh. Babcock. Okay. So All right. it has his face on these socks. But he's no longer with the Toronto Maple Leafs, I believe. And they have this giant bin full of Bab socks for a dollar a pair. We got to unload the Bab socks. <laughs> They're no longer a viable business model. Well, anyway, Cody's been buying them left, right, and center. So I mean, well, you I, can't afford not to get them. They're a dollar a pair. I, I know. Mean, I'm going to go what's, get 100 pairs of Bab socks. What's the quality like on these socks? Good quality on these oh, things, yeah. you know? They, I mean, a dollar a pair, though, you can't find socks for a dollar a pair. No, you can't. So not, certainly not with a, uh, the, the, the likeness of a <laughs> sports coach on them. Just imagine <laughs> after true. a long day, like in your, you know, in your darker moments, um, you're not sure what direction to, to pursue in life. You know, or mm-hmm. you've got so, like, like problems hanging over your head. You just kick your feet up on the couch, take your slippers off. And you've got two coaches to consult with. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And some of the pairs, too, because I guess they made multiple of these. Did the uh, Leafs win any games with them? Um, I, I think they have to wear much bigger socks. What? Well, they go all the way up over the shin pads. <laughs> no, I, I meant like with, I meant with the coach. Oh, did they win? Any, I'm sure they won a game or two. Oh, that's it, though. No. I thought you meant wearing the socks. <laughs> well, mate, I don't know. They could wear them under like under the rest of the stuff. But I, I base layer. Well, Paul, I don't want you to think that I just have the same pair of Bab socks. Are they, there various Bab sock uh, uh, pictures? Oh, yes. They have uh, Movember ones. So I have um, Mr. Babcock in a mustache. This uh, sounds this sounds a lot like a Frank D'Angelo business venture. <laughs> this sounds like something he would come up with. I'm gonna make a million dollars creating not one pair of bab socks, but multiple uh, facial expressions uh, and hairstyles of the same man for a very niche group of people. Well, I mean, now it's worked out. I, I think uh, everyone's going to be rushing to this independent post office and uh, buying up. So. You can also God. get uh, diet supplements there, too, can't you? Or like protein shakes. <laughs> they, too. Do, they do have a section of uh, of health supplements as well. A very small <laughs> shelf of health supplements next to the Just bab if, socks. If I was a small business owner, this is how I would do it, too. Just hedge my bets <laughs> with wildly different businesses i will i will say though they have those supplements they are right next to a good life fitness so it really <laughs> they know the area they're in man i hope there's just a door that just leads right into the gym kind of <laughs> like in the independent um, post shop uh oh fuck what is it is it the horseshoe where they have the little window into the a and w next door <laughs> oh that would be great i haven't been to the horseshoe in so long i think it's god the i hope that is the case but like yeah there's a little window right beside the bar that leads right into the a and w so you can order from the a and w next door without having to leave the place 
that's business acumen right there. That is, that's hey, brilliant. Such a good idea. Yeah, huge. And probably like the, the cost to just cut a hole and yeah. then just see those profits just blow through that hole. Oh, Amazing. Yeah, just burgers oh, flying through the wall. I think yeah. entrepreneurs around the world are listening to this and their minds are racing with all of these great yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yes. Our roommate Collins in the back cutting a hole into the, the apartment <laughs> next door right now. <laughs> well, uh, Paul, I need to talk about you here because um, you have a uh, great career. And a lot of uh, things that I want to ask you about when I was uh, doing my research here. Okay. Um, and like you've done a lot of TV from uh, Working Moms to Baroness Von Sketch to Dan for Mayor. Um, but you had three of my first DVDs ever. What? Were Undercover Brother. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Mooseport and the Tuxedo. Oh, my God. my That's my early oeuvre. Um, those, <laughs> those might be like amongst, you know, my first ever bookings, I, I think. Um, and, and on Undercover Brother, I'm only in the special features. Oh. I, the, yeah. Well, I had the DVD, so I probably scanned that thing up and down. Well, if you, if you looked at the deleted scenes, there's one. And okay, for those of you who somehow, for those of you in the Postal Service who have not heard of Undercover Brother, this is a comedy starring Eddie, what's his name? Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. Um, uh, and it's a spy movie parody. Uh, Eddie Griffin is a, a black spy and, uh, and he, is, he is taking down, quote unquote, the man. So the, the white uh, 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 cabal that runs uh, the world. <clears throat> and, uh, and so there's a scene that got cut uh, for probably what, reasons that will be obvious, um, <laughs> where we're in uh, the man's secret headquarters. The man is played by Chris Kattan. Uh, and, uh, or at least, or maybe he was like a, a stooge. I don't know, but, but I answer to him and I'm, uh, I'm monitoring something and I go, sir, sir, uh, alert. And he goes, what is it? And I said, there's a black man, uh, uh, attempting to hail a cab and the cab is going to stop for him. And, uh, and he goes, well, you know what to do. And I go, yes, I do, sir. And I press a button and the cab and the man in it explodes. And that's, <laughs> I killed him for, uh, <laughs> for attempting to give a, a black man a, a cab ride. That's, that was my role, and it was cut. <laughs> such, such an incredibly stupid premise, but... Oh, God. So, I, yeah, I, that movie did kind of make me laugh. Um, I loved it. I yeah. genuinely loved that movie at the time. Oh, my God. Um, uh, and... Uh, do you want to know a, a line from that movie uh, that I thought when I read it was like, it's the line that made me laugh uh, the most. And it's, it's a line that got probably cut, like, again, rightfully got cut from the film <laughs> and pro probably isn't funny anymore, but at the time it really made me laugh. Do you want to hear a line that yeah. made it into the film? Um, <clears throat> uh, a woman uh, is really reaming out uh, uh, undercover brother um, uh, and then she cracks wise at him and, uh, and he says, oh, beautiful and funny. You're just like Whoopi Goldberg, except beautiful and funny. 
now that even just saying it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it was it's a good it, joke. It um uh yeah that uh that uh, matt mccready whenever he puts me in a show that's the one credit uh he puts after my name undercover brother <laughs> <laughs> i i mean for this being one of your first bookings like to at this time because i'm remembering this as like Eddie Griffin was really on the rise at this time. I'm remembering like this was the same time as like Deuce Bigelow, uh, uh, the new guy. And like this, like he's he was making his way up there. I think he went down like at the same time. I'm pretty sure this was his peak. I, I, you know, I yeah. I haven't heard from him since. Like, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know what Eddie Griffin's been up to. I think he, it was, um, it's weird because the last time I saw him, he had one line in a star is born. And I was like, that was oh, Eddie Griffin. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe that was his peak. Yeah, yeah maybe. Might've. I mean, I, I haven't, I, I really ought to see that film, but um, I would, <laughs> gosh, I'd probably be hard pressed to well, recognize. Cody him. has it on DVD. If you want to watch the special features, <laughs> huge Griffin head. Yeah. Huge Griffin <laughs> head. He's got his whole catalog. I, I have all three of those men- um, previously mentioned movies on DVD as well as a star is born. So maybe I am more of a Griffin head than I thought. So wait, are you still sitting on the tuxedo and welcome to Mooseport as well in I, your collection? I definitely have welcome to Mooseport in my uh, I have a big like chest of DVDs and I definitely have that one still. That's uh, 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 Gene Hackman's final film, as we know. Well, you know, mm-hmm. so far, but pretty, yeah. we're pretty sure he's not coming back. Um, and uh, on that on that one, uh, I. Uh, I accidentally uh, rammed a heavy toolbox into his knee. Uh, oh, yeah, that was I. I I was like too shy to say no, no, no. Like the, the prop guy was like, "Do you want me to empty this toolbox so that it's not so heavy?" And I'm like, "No, no, uh, I'm strong. I wasn't strong. I'm not strong." Um, <laughs> and uh, like twenty takes in, I'm just like hauling this heavy toolbox from the car to a house. And like on one of the days, I just went right on one of the takes. I went right by, and just and just wailed into Gene Hackman's <laughs> knee with it. And he shouted, this is the last movie I'll ever do. <laughs> I can't, movies. Yeah, I can't, I can't do any more. Uh, so the, running, the running joke with my friends is that I ended his career. <laughs> I mean, the way it looks, well, they might be There's right. a case to be made. Yeah. Now, a tool case. When, you know, and the, 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 when the, you know, the deposition comes, I won't be able to deny it. They'll show this podcast. They'll play this podcast as evidence. <laughs> When he that, comes after me, I'm more just surprised that they would just give you a full toolbox anyway. Yeah, like, uh, what do you what? Just like tell the kid to just just give him an empty toolbox, you yeah. know? Yeah, act those tools. Act the tools. God, that was heavy. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's insane to think about though that like so early on in your career that you had already done scenes with like uh, Chris Kattan. Um, Eddie Griffin's there, uh, Gene Hackman, and this is like a Ray Romano movie. Like all of these people were, especially at that time, huge. Uh huh. Like I, it was wild. I was just like I was, you know, fairly new to the business, and uh, uh, it was a little like I don't know. Like it's not to say that I 
I took it for granted, but at the same time, I, it was just kind of, it just blew, it just kind of blew me away. And I was just kind of stunned for a lot of it. I was just yep. like, okay, I'm hanging out with Ray Romano every day for a couple of months. Like that was one of the best gigs because it required so many townspeople that it just, it put like dozens of actors to work just to, uh, uh, just to be the community in this town. And so <laughs> yeah. we'd get called to work and, and sometimes not even see the set. They just, they just brought us in just to have us there in case they needed townsfolk. Um, it, was, it was honestly one of the best jobs ever. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, other, uh, other thing I want to talk to you about is you are on the Sonar Network as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. The dubious book of famous deeds. Yes. Your podcast. My COVID project. Uh, <laughs> it's um, uh, it's I haven't had much to do lately, and so <laughs> I've got this book that I found on the side of the roads, uh, and I picked it up years ago and didn't really because it, it looked nice, and I was like, this will make us look erudite, hun. Uh, let's just put it out and people can can see it. Um, and then it just got put upstairs and was cleaning out my bookshelf in the uh, during the pandemic. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't really pay attention much about the details of this book. I opened it up. It's a book literally from 1889. Um, uh, where it where it went between, you know, its publication and, and reaching my hands of no idea, but so, somebody put it on the side of the road. Uh, it's called The Pictorial Treasury of Famous Men and Famous Deeds. And uh, it's written, you know, it's it's English. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's it's written from like the height of the the Victorian age, the British Empire, and what it has to say about people and places throughout history is uh, is mostly wrong, uh, kind of <laughs> skews towards you know a, a pretty fun imperial colonial point of view. And so um, uh, and so every episode, I read a chapter to a guest, and uh, we kind of make fun of it we look up the real story behind whatever we're talking about sometimes it's sometimes it's uh, uh, you know legitimately famous people and sometimes it's uh about uh, a guy who built a lighthouse um, <laughs> which is what i'm reading about right now <laughs> i mean at the time lighthouses were much more important than they are now right well, extremely <laughs> important and you know it's it's fun to to hear about how they got built, but it's even more fun to hear about how they got destroyed. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and there's there's a, a particular rock in uh, near England that uh, has seen a bunch of destroyed lighthouses. So that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm learning about right now. So, anyways, that's a, probably a really good sell for that podcast. If you want to hear about lighthouses, um, <laughs> or you know uh, uh, William Shakespeare or Christopher Columbus, he's a he's a a, a beloved hero in, in this book um uh that's oh. that's uh that's the kind of stuff we cover in, in my podcast so it's a fun history podcast amazing and uh when is it coming back oh man as soon as i can get them up get them get 12 more produced i uh <laughs> hopefully the the in the spring hopefully march or april um i i, I tend to I tend to spend a lot of time trying to look up all these these chapters and it takes me down, you know, like huge rabbit holes uh, through Google um, where I'm learning about the minutia of the 19th century. So I always take way too long to research them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're going to we're going to aiming for aiming for March or April. 
this is the perfect time for our listeners to binge those episodes that they haven't listened to yeah, yet. And then it'll be ready by the time yeah. they've finished. You don't have to know the whole story in order, but it never hurts to to just to just catch up on season. Right, is one. it is it uh is it like done chrono uh chronologically? Is it uh like how is the book laid out exactly, and how are you kind of following it? The book is is laid out randomly. Uh, right. It goes, you know, um, there's no there's no rhyme or reason to the to the topics. Uh, <laughs> some of it is uh, some of it is people through antiquity. Some mm-hmm. of it is like really contemporary people who were, uh, uh, you know, presumably famous in their day and have been like just pushed into the, the corners of obscurity. Yeah. Like there's no one's heard of them since, you know, so it uh, it's 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 pretty um, it goes back and forth. Uh, uh, and I so far have gone just chapter by chapter in okay. order of the book, right. um, because it's like, I don't know how to choose. Like I haven't heard of most of these people. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just for now until I reach something that is just impossible to either look up or, or share. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to see where the book takes me. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. It, it feels like destiny that this book found you. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, it's like Lord of the Rings, except a yeah. book and not that powerful. <laughs> Sometimes it's amazing the things you'll find on the side of the road. Oh, my God. I found a stack of Magic the Gathering cards yeah, uh, yeah. A, a while ago. And Any I, good ones? No. <laughs> <laughs> I found a stack of CDs on the side of the road. Oh, a nice. bunch of uh, big shiny tunes and other CDs from the early 2000s. <laughs> I love picking stuff up off the side of the road. I found some nice whiskey glasses. Oh. They were like, I use them all the time now. They're Somebody nice. gave up drinking and uh that's right. Never again. Paying <laughs> yeah. it forward. They kept the bottle, but it was like, if I have no vessel to drink from it, I'll 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 never drink again. So they yeah. just put the glasses. Or maybe they got so heavy into drinking that they stopped using glasses and just went right from the bottom. Yeah, I'm not gonna That's need right. these. <laughs> <laughs> this is the child servings. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a great podcast, and you have a lot of um, mutual guests with us, like Alistair Forbes, uh, Nigel Downer, oh, yeah. uh, Paloma's on there. Like uh, a lot of great guests. And, oh, they're uh, wonderful. Yeah, they really make me laugh. I've got uh, Marty Adams, uh, Tim Baltz, uh, uh, Alana Riach uh, coming up. And I'm bringing Alistair back because I save the most uh, boring uh, chapters for Alistair. We, we talked about... Uh, <laughs> We talked about the longest tunnel in the world in season one. And that is honestly, it's one of my favorite ones because it's just so funny. Like Alistair's so funny and the, the, the stuff they cover in the chapter is just so dumb. Um, and uh, I'm saving the lighthouse chapter for Alistair this time around because um, I just think he's going to enjoy it. Amazing. I'm excited for the Tim Baltz episode because we've been yeah. uh, binging the Righteous Gemstones. Lately. Oh, mm-hmm. God, Tim's funny. Yeah, He's I interviewed so him and Marty together. And honestly, it's just a bunch of dog paintings that I showed them. Uh, <laughs> that's the caliber of famous people we're talking about in this book. Uh, dog, dog painters. <laughs> <laughs> well, to jump into a spookier note here with you, we got to ask you, do mm-hmm. you believe in ghosts? <clears throat> You know, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> uh, I uh, not too long ago, a couple months tops, 
I sat myself down and asked myself the question because I I believed I think I was on the fence. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like um, I don't know. You hear ghost stories, and uh, and I was like, wait, do I do? I, oh, I got to make a call on this. And uh, my call was absolutely not. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just yeah. don't. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't explain the stories that I hear from people, but uh, but like John, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say the things that John said. People are listening one episode <laughs> to the next. John got pretty graphic about what he'll do to people if they tell him you believe they believe in ghosts. I'm not going to do that, but I, I just for me, I don't see any evidence of it, so I don't believe it. That's the kind of guy I am. Even oh, though I, I do I, believe in on life on other planets. <laughs> I mean, at least there's uh, there's evidence that suggests that could be a possibility, unlike uh, the supernatural ghost stuff that just shooing me away. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, Cody, you're you're hard on the I believe in ghosts, uh, and he is yeah. hard on about it. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. yeah. I'm a big uh, ghost believer. We actually haven't uh, talked about this in on the podcast yet, but. Uh, I uh, saw a psychic as part of me guest hosting another podcast. Oh, love it. Okay. Uh, They talked to my grandfather, apparently. Apparently. Yeah. And uh, he and the psychic told me that I'm going to have a heart attack this year. Shit. So I went to get some blood work done. I went to a cardiologist (laughs) and I'll have to get the results and let everyone know. But uh Oh my god! This sounds like a. I mean, this is this. I please make an episode just about this. <laughs> I, it, I definitely don't believe in psychics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've definitely uh, we've had one psychic on this podcast before, and it was very, uh, very questionable character. Um, maybe, but... the psych, maybe the psychic was also kind of a mom and pop independent doctor. You know, yeah. uh, and uh, did some uh, did the blood thing, the the thing, the thing wrap around your arm, blood, blood pressure. pressure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just found they a, talking to you. <laughs> Maybe I, I just found a, a a pharmacy that went out of business and bought one of those little chair ones. <laughs> I I think she might have just looked at me and been like, "Yeah, this guy's <laughs> looking sickly." <laughs> well, that was my thing. I'm just like heart disease and like stroke and heart attack are one of the most common things that get, that happen to people in the world. So, That's, I mean, by saying that true. your family has a history of this and you could have this, this is like, yeah, yeah, everybody does. Everybody could. It's like, hey, listen, you know, uh, you got to be careful because you might catch the the COVID might catch coronavirus. Yeah. You've got to be careful. Like, I see that happening for you unless you're careful. It's like, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, you know, uh, having children runs in your family. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Regardless, though, I got to I want to pose the question to both of you here. Yeah. If you were told the same information, mm-hmm. would you book a doctor's appointment? Not because of that. No, no. But like, would you? I mean, why take the risk? I well, just take the I, risk. I'd go see. Well, I mean, I need a checkup like, anyway. I mean, that's but that's the thing. This is where they get you because you do need a checkup anyway. That's mm-hmm. why you book a doctor's appointment, not because a psychic said, "Hey, exactly. I see a heart attack in your future," right? See, for me, I would be the. I just wouldn't book one just because I'm like, "Fuck you! <laughs> I don't need your bullshit." <laughs> right. I would wait. An, I would wait an extra six months to to book a doctor's appointment. <laughs> 
No, I, I, I might not have the time. She right. she right. knew my grandfather's name, apparently, and everything. Well, not even apparently. Uh, she knew it. What's your grandfather's name? Willis. That's easy. Is it? <laughs> That's not an easy one. That's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly a hard one, but that's um, a swing. It is a swing. It is a swing. And how did that conversation go? I was just like, she was just like, Willis says hello. Or was it like, uh, was did she did she do the read on you, like getting the information, like ask about what your favorite TV show as a kid was? Or uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, she um, she immediately went in. That was the first thing she said was my uh, grandfather's name. She was like, um, would you like me to do a reading on YouTube? Because um, I guess she works for uh, like solving crimes with her ability in the States. Wow. They've done t studies that show that the psychics that help solve crimes are actually they're more detrimental to cases than they are helpful. <laughs> there, but, there are real studies that have said I'm this. not arguing <laughs> that part. I'm this saying is the procedural I want to see. This I'm just uh, like, I know they've got the psychic cop show, but I want to see the one where that cop, that psychic is a, a huge impediment every single episode. <laughs> yeah, they're arresting the wrong people. They're ruining families. It's going to be a great show. I can't wait for this one. Um, but she went and she asked if uh, I she was like, do you want to read? Because I have someone here that wants to talk to you. Uh -huh. And then immediately my grandfather Willis. Um, yeah. And then she was like, his name is Willis. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That's so. interesting. I it's uh, it's probably like it's it's uh, it's an amazing skill. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do those reads, I yep. think. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, yeah. Re regardless, something is happening, whether it be just going to like knowing your mannerisms and like figuring out how yeah. to get to those answers, like something is happening. Mm -hmm. right? Well, the thing about, yeah, like, I mean, that's what it is. They're reading people and they're kind of picking up on those clues and those cues. And then the other thing, too, is it's it's a confirmation bias. Right. So you you don't remember all the times that they're wrong, but the times when they're right make you feel like you remember that shit well so it's, so they could be swinging and like getting one out of a hundred right and you forget those 99 wrongs but as soon as they get the one they're like oh these this, this person knows something well yes but i will say i listened back mm -hmm. and the only thing i called her out on having it wrong i called my parents after and she was actually right about and I felt bad after because I was like, well, I, I was pretty adamant to her that I, she said that my grandfather said that he had a heart attack and survived it. But I'm not going to be so lucky or something like that. I don't like this person. I think they're being mean to you. I don't want I don't want you to see that psychic anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think you two should break up. Yeah, she. I mean, I was hoping for something good, you know, like, oh, you're going to. Uh, get a job in a uh, a month or something like that. But instead, she was like, <laughs> oh, no. no, you're dead. Don't even um, worry about it. You're done. I've seen now I saw there's two shows that this makes me think of I uh, that I saw live. I saw The Amazing Kreskin, Roy Thompson Hall. Uh, and it was one of the most amazing shows. Like, and, and it was a full, like, psychic, you know, mentalist act. And he was just talking to random people in the audience ask them questions and then he'd be like and is your 
sister named Susan. It's her birthday next week. And they'd be like, they'd be like yes. And, and there'd be a standing ovation like over and over. Uh, he knew everything about uh, uh, every person he talked to. And like, ah, I was just, I was blown away by the skill of that show. I know it's all a trick, but mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. Yeah. amazing. And then I saw Penn and Teller in Vegas and they ended their show by talking about psychics and they said we don't believe in psychics we think it's all bullshit and we're going to show you their <laughs> trick but instead of reading anybody's minds uh for the whole show we've had this huge envelope behind us and they did they had a huge envelope um and it's got the punchline to a joke and we're going to hand uh, <laughs> books throughout the audience um and uh uh, randomly and they would wind up with one person and they got they finally got this one person and they you know through whatever whatever reads they do uh they managed to get this person to get to a specific page of a specific book and got them to read the setup to the punchline that was behind them uh right. and uh, it was sensational amazing <laughs> um i well, you're looking at me like you I were, you were about to say something. No, I thought you were looking like you should feel foolish now, Cody. No, you, were start, <laughs> you were starting to speak. So I turned to look at you. I mean, I, I agree I, with your statement, but <laughs> I have one last I have one other thing I wanted to say about before we moved on from ghosts and mm-hmm. belief in them. I remembered why I remember I, I remember now what my rationale was for choosing to not believe in ghosts mm-hmm. i'm very interested about this whole like just sitting down and having this eternal like internal debate with yourself of believing them <laughs> i don't know why it happened i think because my wife is a, a a fervent believer i think christy mm. is uh is like you know hard on the side of oh ghosts are yeah ghosts and yeah. energies you know yeah um and i think she had told me a creepy ghost story which like i don't doubt the creepiness of all of these stories they always make like my spine tingle um <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I the rationale when I finally sat myself down and, th- and thought about it, I thought about the ratio of the living to the dead and the history of our planet and how crowded yep. uh, the the astral plane must be with ghosts. <laughs> you know, for all of us, there's like for how many people must be standing in my place right now, mm-hmm. right? There must be at least a dozen. <laughs> I've 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 made this point many times that I mean if if ghosts were truly real especially in a place like Toronto like in a big city there should be dead people all over the fucking place you shouldn't be able to go to the grocery store without bumping into three or four different you would just be going through them spookies maybe that's the nightmare of it all you're shoulder to shoulder with all of these other dead people what's the nightmare about that it's very claustrophobic yeah, that sitcom ghosts should just be a hundred people in that room just screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, man, have you guys watched that show Ghosts? I'm in it. <laughs> Cody, that's right. Of course you're in it. I read that. Jeez. <laughs> that's so exciting. Is do you think this do you think this podcast contributed to uh to that to that gig? Um, I don't think so. I I <laughs> I I I think that they would have they would have uh, never given me a chance if they listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't watched the American version yet, but uh, my wife loved the British version. Um, yeah, I liked awesome. the British one too. Um, I only watched the first uh, couple seasons because those are what's on uh, CBC Gem. 
yeah, yeah. yeah um, but I've I've been watching the American one too, all of the episodes uh, that I'm not in as well, and I I like the show. It's a really fun show. Oh, that's great, and Nigel's in it as well, right? Yeah, he's uh he's my uh, cast or partner in it. We're oh, I gotta check this out. We're in the basement together. Oh, I love it. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna watch. But the way they explain it, I think, is more a um, heaven and hell situation where some people just get. Uh, they say sucked off in the show that they want to oh. get sucked off. And wow. then they... <laughs> they, that's the pun is intentional, presumably. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, me, myself, like I'm a, uh, a ghost believer, but I'm an atheist, too. So I'm oh. in this weird uh, realm. So, so all, all ghosts, no judgments. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Well, then that—that's then then you're describing the world that we just described, just a a uh, an astral plane full of uh, of you know terrified, despondent spirits who are just stuck here after their corporeal forms expire, yeah. and uh, and what are they doing? They just wander around like life was life was bad enough, and now they've got to just walk around the earth. I'll let you know in a couple of months when I croak. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> but on that note, we got a story to tell. We all drew positions beforehand. Um, Paul, do you want to reveal what you drew? Yeah, I'm going to be a celebrity that turns up in this story. Yeah. But I'm not going to just be a celebrity, right? I can be a lot of multiple people or is it just the celebrity or you can or be what? as many or as few characters as you wish. Yeah. You're not stricken to uh, this character. They just have to appear at some point. Mm-hmm. OK. And your options are <laughs> classic celebrities, Napoleon Bonaparte. OK. Yes. French uh, emperor of uh, France. Um, <laughs> Nostradamus. Holy shit. Okay. okay. All right. Winston Churchill. Wow. All yeah. right. And Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> These are four of the most influential people in the world. That's, I, yeah. I like That's how the conference I'd go to. <laughs> the app uh, had a perfect punchline as the last one. <laughs> so we've got Napoleon. We've got uh, Nostradamus, Winston Churchill, Will Smith. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Cody, what did you draw? I drew the swing. No responsibility uh, in the story. I can do whatever I want. Means That's lucky. That I drew the narrator. <laughs> so for that, I'm going to go to canigeta.com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Let's do word. Giant. The oh, word is giant. It. The okay. spooky giant. Mm-hmm. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day is Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine, right. you know, and the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. 
I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while uh, doing planning and do, mm-hmm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up laptop. and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies, just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And, hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all... And online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person, and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person, and it's more of a connection. No, do online, do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com/spooked to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked today. In a small village. On the edge of the city, there was a small little cottage with a nice thatched roof and a tiny family inside. Yes, mother, father, and their cute little son, Marvin, who lived there. They lived alone in this little house, obviously. Who would have more than one family in a house? Weirdos, that's who. But let's go inside to see what Marvin and his parents are up to. Oh, gosh, Mom and Dad, I put my cute little shirt and pants on backwards again. Oh, you tiny child. Come, come, come closer. I'll use my tiny hands to adjust. Now you just hold your arms up and I'll spin these clothes around. Oh, thanks, Dad. (laughs) Ah, Now, how are you doing, Marvin? Well, honestly, I've been not doing the best lately. Your body is changing. Yeah, it's it's just that my arms are growing long. Well, that's to be expected. We are a tiny family, but we have long arms as we approach adulthood. This is uh, uh, this is the talk. I'm just here to tell you that your arms are going to get long. As you get older, your body is going to change and you're going to feel funny in some places. Your arms. Well, my teacher was also talking to me about death. Will you tell that teacher to stick to the sciences, the classics, and to keep religion out of it? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, but you think that, you know, I could die soon now that I'm growing? Marvin, Marvin, your life has just begun. We grow and we grow and we grow until our bodies can't grow anymore and then they fall apart. But that won't happen for a long, long time. 
Marvin, honey, I've brought some baby carrots and little tiny sandwiches for your tiny little hands. Well, they're not so tiny anymore. What? Oh, <laughs> Marvin. Marvin. Oh, there it is. Oh, Marvin's right hand just got big. I, I am so proud. Look, honey, his body is changing. Yeah, I, I see that, honey. Um, can, can I speak with you for a moment? Of course. <laughs> Don't you, uh, aren't you a little worried about the size of Marvin's hands? Well, honey, you know this happens to uh, you know. I come from a, I come from a tiny family with long arms, and this is just feels natural. My hand got big once, and then my other hand got big, and then I kept growing and growing, and one day I'll fall apart. They're not, but not that big, dear. I mean, your hands are practically tiny compared to those giant baseball glove mitts on our boy. My well, this can't be normal. Been. Something's going on, dear. Look, I, I, I admit that hand is gargantuan, but I don't know. I thought maybe just relative to his tiny rest of him, you know, but I, I, I if you if you need me to, to take a look at it, I could, you know, bring him to the doctor or the local parish and local parish. Yeah. You know, you know how we feel about religion in this household. We stick to the sciences. You take him to the doctor, damn it. The doctor. Right, right, right. Sorry, of course, honey. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll head to the doctors. Oh, Mom, Dad. Yes, yes, sweetie. My legs. Oh, my goodness. Good Lord. Those They're legs. thick and swollen like tree trunks. Look like crab legs, but disproportionately large. <laughs> I'm not growing and growing until I fall apart, am I? Not at all. No, you're not going to fall apart. I haven't fallen apart. And you're going to live a long life, son. We have to get him to a doctor you right need to now. You to the doctor before he falls apart. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, honey, you'll be fine. Just go with Pop Pop to the doctor, okay, dear? You, you'll, uh, you'll come back, okay, okay, dear? Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just get on my bicycle and we're going to go to the doctor. Uh, Dad, but my legs, they're dangling off the side and they're just hitting the sidewalk the whole time. Just sit in the basket and keep your weird crab legs in the air. Uh, it's hard. I don't have that kind of core strength. Just hold on. We're almost there. And so the dad <laughs> threw him in the basket and threw a couple of bungee cords on, on little Marvin's heels to keep his crab legs off the sidewalk. And they rode down the block down the street, down to the doctor's office, and down a deep, dark alleyway, hidden away from the rest of the town. Um, Dad, down that dark alley's where the doctor is? Oh, well, this particular doctor is, this is the doctor where you take, you know, where you go if you don't want to, people, you don't want people to see the condition that you're in. But that it's sign says morgue. Oh, no, no, that's his side business. He cut a window between his office and the morgue so that if he ever loses a patient, he just slides it through the window. It's an easy way to make money. That, that's smart, actually. Yeah, that's a good business sense. Yeah, good business acumen. That's why I see him. He's a smart guy. Okay, well, let's just knock. We have to knock three times or you won't answer. <laughs> Uh, come in, come in. Oh, doctor, um, 
is it not too late? I hope it's not too late in the day to see you. Um, I was just uh, finishing my dinner, but it, it's fine as long as it's emergency. I know that it is an emergency. Uh, uh, I come from a tiny family, and uh, as course. you can see, this is my son. He's also been tiny, but uh, his body is changing, and uh, his hand has started to grow, but his it's grown into somewhat of a gargantuan catcher's mitt style hand, and it's gotten leathery and tanned as well, and his legs are sprouting into really shapely, uh, but but gargantuan, almost, I said crab-like, but I don't want to imply that they are crab legs, but they're just crab-like. Right, okay. But maybe you, it's just best if you look at him. Yeah, you're worried that he's growing a little too fast. Uh, a little too fast, uh, it's a little bit of uh, too fast, too far. Order up, I got uh, three stiffs in the window here, ready to get it out to table five. Back. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, yeah, sorry. Attend to that. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you can handle it. Uh, take them to the, there. You are. I'm a little busy right now. Uh, you want me to handle these three stiffs and lay them down on the slabs? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, listen, those are three people that grew too fast and completely fell apart. Listen, oh. when you installed this window to just slide these bodies into here, I didn't think that I'd have to be running around for you to do this shit. Do, do we have to be having this conversation in front of our uh, my patients? Listen, if you just I'm his best customer. Uh, uh, hey, how you doing? Listen, if hey. you just slip me an extra 20, I won't say a dang word about it. OK. Uh, fine, fine. Here you go. OK. Uh, All right. Uh, I'm you, so you folks have a good day. OK. Yeah, I'm just going to put these dead guys over on the table. Uh, what was that about uh, three stiffs who grew too fast, too furiously? Um, <laughs> yeah, they, the thing with them was that they just didn't get here in time. Um, it wasn't that I gave them the wrong kind of medication lest they were in or anything like that. Um, so, hey, Doc, what do you want me to do with these giant hands and crab like legs that kind of just fell off of these listen, bodies? Listen, I am in front of patients right now. Do you want me to put these giant arms and legs that fell off of them because they grew too fast and then the body exploded? Do you want me to just put them in a basket or do you want me to like tuck them on the table under the blanket with the rest of the dead guy? Dad, I'm worried about this. Are you listening to what these people are saying, Marvin? I'm I'm taking it at all, yeah. Good. This is how men of science do it. So don't <laughs> worry about a thing. Hey, kids. This is just them going around their job. You worry you worried about uh, something? You seem pretty uh, distressed. Yeah, he's stressed because of you. You are What? You're talking about dead bodies in front of this young boy. Well, don't come to a morgue. He's coming to a doctor. Hey, I wasn't the one who set this place up. I'm just trying to do my job. Listen, kid, you're going to go into somebody's place and then you're going to complain about the work that they're doing. That's a real piece of shit move. Listen, listen here. I put that window in there for easy access to put the bodies in after. I didn't think that hiring you, you would crawl back and forth and give all of our company secrets. I, so we come back. We could come back. No, 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 no. Here, let me just take care of this first. You're fired, Tony. Oh, yeah? Yes, you're Well, you fired. know what I think about that? Oh, what? Uh, knock those bodies all over the floor with their big hands and body parts all over. That's what I think oh. of that. You know what else I think about oh, that? God. I think, 
Uh, oh, what the hell? That's right. Fire me. I'm doing all the work here while you're standing around jabbing with this nice couple of people. Well, fine, Tony. I'm, I understand your anger. I'll see you tomorrow for your prostate exam. All right. I'll come by, but you got to slip me an extra 20, okay? <laughs> I'm not slipping you a 20 to give you a prostate exam. Well, then I don't know if I'm going to be by then. <laughs> well, do, do you please? Hey, kid. Listen, why are you talking to the kid again? I'm trying to teach him life lessons here. What the fuck do you mean? Why am I talking to him? Don't swear in front of him. Why the fuck not? No, I, I don't Kirby know. He just wouldn't mind swearing in front of my son. He's, he's just a young boy with a large body part, but he's still quite young. Listen, part of growing up is learning how real people talk, you know? Well, I, I I don't know if I'm ready for all of this growing up. You threw body parts all over the floor, slapped the doctor, and now you're cussing in front of me. I don't know what your goal is here, sir, but it's really freaking me out. <laughs> well, I didn't have a goal, but then I was fired. And this is what happens when you get fired. You act irrationally and you lash out at the people who hurt you. I did. What did I do to hurt you? You, you didn't. I'm not lashing out at you. Well, you came over here uh, cussing. Okay, if, Marvin, if, we're just witnesses to this. Listen, kid, if you're offended by cussing, you got another thing coming because life's really going to kick your ass. I, I really thought that when you fired someone, they would just leave. You clearly don't know how the world works or kicking around. Oh, my God. My son's left hand has now grown to the size of a basketball. Uh, I can barely lift it. I'm falling. It's toppling over the basket on the bike. Oh. Swish. Oh, wow, that's a three-pointer. Oh, quick, come on, come on inside. Come on inside. Bring All him right, in. I Bring thought him you in. wanted me to leave. No, not you. I really need to take care of this patient. All He's right, all right. I'll help, you. I'll help you get this kid in. Come on, let's bring him inside. I, it's detrimental that I take care of him right away. Thank you, doctor. Hey, listen, doctor, I feel like your employee is kind of, you know, bullying you a little. Are you okay? <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's been a big problem. I honestly thought... I had this whole conversation with my family earlier today before I left for work, and they said if you stand up for to him and you fire him, then it will all end. But he just seems to be sticking around and it feels continuing. like he doubled down. I mean, I haven't been here for the other days, but this seems really intense. Yeah, yeah. Usually he's not slinging dead bodies like this, but and I, I'm I'm so sorry. Um, if you could just please like stick around after I heal your son and just like walk me home. Oh, sure. Yes. If you need me to call someone, it's I can, you know, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I might. I might take you up on that one, especially if you know a bunch of like really buff, strong bodybuilders. Oh, I know four of them. <laughs> OK, yeah, we'll, we'll probably get them. I'll, I'll ask for their number. Yeah. OK, all right. <laughs> all right. Hey, get them up you, on the curtain. What are you guys talking about? Huh? <laughs> I got him to take care of the son. Get well, I was the one who was helping him up on the table while you two bozos was yakking. <laughs> Why are you still working here? I'm here to help the kid. This ain't about you. I'm doing this pro bono. <laughs> Sorry, pro boner. Oh, what? Don't say boner in front of the kid. What? Is that a morgue joke? Is that what that is? Because I heard that a lot of them have boners. Am I wrong on that? I just Dad, why is everyone talking about erections? I'm really scared about falling whoa, apart. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said anything about erections? Jeez, this kid is filthy. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. 
hey, Marvin, would you not talk about erections in front of everybody? Listen, these are men of science. They said boner, Dad. I'm just confused. I'm growing up. Mistakes. We were in the middle of the of the the birds and the bees talk. Oh, mistakes a boner. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's classical meaning. Uh, anyway, let's focus on your uh, changes. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. Yes. Um. So, have you, has he taken any medication lately? Well, I uh, uh gave him some um uh, some painkillers. Uh, painkillers. Painkillers. You know. Like, what? What did you give him painkillers for? Oh, did he did he uh, did he have uh, too big of a poop and it hurt? Well, I, I just know that, uh, you know, the our bodies tend to change around this age. So I gave him some some preemptive painkillers to deal with the uh, the pain that's that's to come. And so I started that, all, you know, a few months back. I've been giving him a steady dose of painkillers. So those weren't the painkillers that I prescribed to you, were they? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you gave them to me. We're like, hey, you want to have a real good time? Try these painkillers. <laughs> Those were your exact words. Uh, and I uh, I store I kept them just in case because, you know, I. Yes, you I wanted a good time, maybe. I don't always want to have a good time. I was just I say for special occasions, but I decided to just start, you know, just pumping these into my son's body preemptively for the inevitable growing pains that's going to you know wait a minute have a good time what are you talking about huh (laughs) you know there's a guy who likes to have a good time it's this guy right here oh my god it just i'm I'm, let me cure him let me figure out what's happening i'm just trying to figure out what the heck you're giving this guy you know i this is the problem i gave you an a adult prescription it was adult painkillers if you give that to a child and he's already growing any any medication that says adult in front of it will make you into an adult oh my god no i did not read it that way that i didn't read it that way at all so i have doubled his growth that's right we're gonna be lucky if he fits in this building in the next 10 minutes Son is growing at an astronomical rate. It's like a children's book, only it doesn't seem happy at all. It's not aspirational. So wait a minute. The only way to cure him then is to give him children's medication so he ungrows. Well, I'm afraid that's kind of too late at this point. What do you mean too late? Well, his head's already through the ceiling. Dad, <laughs> damn it. You're right. We'll need Marvin, a ladder if we're going to want to get up there. Just just stay calm, Marvin. We're we're on top of this. We're coming. This is we're going to have this solved in, in, in a few minutes. How long does he have to live, doctor? Uh, honestly, at this rate, I would say he goes through this building and then he starts falling apart. Marvin's giant hot air balloon like head started bursting through the ceiling pushing him up into the second floor pushing his way closer to the attic there's people making a stir fry up here (laughs) just leave them be (laughs) just be polite can i ask them for any no that's 
that's rude. You don't impose on people like that, Marvin. I have so much to teach you still. They, they're trying. They're pushing their foot on top of my head and trying to press me back down now. Oh, well, that's rude, too. Just explain to them what's going on. I'm growing at a rapid pace. I well, just we're trying to have our dinner. So if you won't mind, have just you... Get, leave our dining room, you 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 bloated, enormous growing heads. It's not my fault. My stomach's growing, too. Can you just give me that stir fry? Oh, God. James, <laughs> give him some stir fry. Honey, I made the special for our dinner date. Yeah, no, it's yes. Yeah. Well, our anniversary's ruined. Give him the stir fry. Well, I hope a, you're happy, young man. Thanks a lot, you big-headed dope. The food's making me grow faster. Oh. Well, you deserve it. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid that he's probably at about the roof now. So are we going to try my idea, or are we just going to stand here with our thumb up our butts? What, give him children's medicine? Hey, what else are we going to do? You got a plan? I suppose if you give him Flintstone's vitamins... Then it will at least make his bones stronger and they might not fall apart. Listen, if my plan works, I'm the doctor and you're fired. <laughs> you're on here. Take these pills and run to the roof. All right. Hey, mister, you got yeah. a ladder on the back of that bicycle? Of course. All right. Let's get up there and feed your kids some children's pills. <laughs> All right. Let me just get the ladder off of it. It takes a while to extend it being a you know, bicycle ladder. Right, right, right. Uh, <sighs> Just as they get outside and put the ladder up to the building, uh, the kid grows through it. And now his legs are into the basement and he just stands up tall and he's basically just wearing the building and walking around. Marvin, stop wearing that house like a pair of shorts. <laughs> but my shorts ripped. If I take this house off, I'll be naked. Okay, protect your decency. I understand. And then, and then now the people with the stir fry are throwing it at my chest. <laughs> Honey, I, I, you know, I, I was mad about the giant head in the living room, and now we just have a giant nipple, and it's really, really upsetting me. Well, just, just, I don't know what to do. I don't, we're just going to have to wait till next year to enjoy the anniversary. I, God, I, every I, single year it's something, James. Listen, I know last year my my sister had to visit unexpectedly. I was not happy about it either, but I didn't think that this year we would have a giant baby man grow through our apartment. Just feed the nipple the stir fry, James. All right, you can't this blame me for this one. Ruined. You can't blame me for this one. <laughs> I, did you get up to the roof? Sorry, I'm, I'm just looking out the window here. I'm noticing that we're quite far off the ground now. Yeah, we're on the roof. We're up there. Okay. Feed him the vitamins. Do now, it quick. Son, listen to me, son. I want, we're going to throw some vitamins up towards your face. I want you to try and catch them in your gargantuan mouth. These vitamins are very small. They're for children. They're Flintstone vitamins. Are you familiar with that program, the Flintstones? Yabba dabba do. That's um, the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it might be a little too old for my time. Well, too it's old. like the Simpsons, except oh? um, it's just like the Simpsons. Do you have any Simpsons vitamins? No, I don't think anyone makes those. Honestly, they probably just sort of rebranded. But these are Flintstone vitamins. 
Um, you have your preference. We've got Dino. We've got mm-hmm. Barney, Fred, Bam, Bam Wilma, Bam Pebbles. Bam. We've got a car. We've got their car that doesn't have an engine. <laughs> Anything but grape, orange, or lime. Okay, okay. so you want ch- a cherry? Give oh, no an- cherry either. Give him the anise. Uh, Give him right. that one. Here we go. I don't teach him for being choosy. That's right. Welcome to adulthood, kid. Here's your anise flavored uh, Bam Bam. Oh. oh, that was pretty good. You got any more of those? More. More. Oh, Just the anise ones? Just the anise ones. Okay, uh, let me sort through. Uh, All right. Uh, If this is going to work, you have to give him all of the characters, whether he likes it or not. All right, well, here's a great gazoo. (laughs) And here's a water buffalo helmet. (laughs) And And, uh, Mr. Sledge. Mr. Slate. Mr. Slate. Okay, uh, this one uh, is uh, a saber-toothed tiger. Is, uh, Elvis Presrock. <laughs> um, um. And uh, Mr. Rockefeller. Um. Uh, Roxton Churchill. Um. Keep going, keep going. Nasta Roxtus. Uh, um. um. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Will Smith. Um. <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't remember him from those shows. <laughs> no, I don't remember him from those shows either. Wait, what is Will Smith doing in Flintstones Vitamins? I'm glad you asked. Will Smith? <laughs> I've folded Flintstone Vitamins into my Will Smith brand. Whoa. I bought the company. Every year... I replace more Flintstone vitamins with my own likeness. Now that you mention it, this 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 bottle is half Will Smith's. That's right. I've owned it for a few years. Soon every vitamin in Flintstone vitamins will be Will Smith, at which point I will safely and gradually change the name of the vitamins to Will Smith vitamins. That's right, kids. Now you can be all of your favorite Will Smith characters just by eating his vitamins. I'm talking Wild Wild West. I uh, robot. Independence Day guy. <laughs> uh, pursuit, pursuit of happiness. <laughs> Seven pounds. Oh, six degrees of separation, dudes. What was that? Valeria? Wait, what was that one he did with his kid? The Scientology kind of one. The classic Scientology kind of one. Men in black. The only man left on Earth. As well as that other new one that just came out where he plays two characters. That's a two-pack kind of one. Two versions of himself, right? Doesn't he just kind of play himself in every movie he does, though? So <laughs> that's why they're the same vitamin. Ah, <laughs> you right. figured it out. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Oh, what movie is that one from? That's from my National Geographic series. Welcome to Earth. Ah, right, 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 right. Uh, sorry, guys. I think we just need to talk to the director about this script he gave us. There was a lot of really vague ones in there. <laughs> <laughs> there were. There were. But people will get it. That's true. Buy your Flintstone or Will Smith vitamins today. 
<laughs> so, uh, uh, Will, um, what the heck are you doing here, friend? Well, you know, uh, when you try to introduce a new drug mm-hmm. to the medical community, you have to yeah. make uh, you have to make trips around to sell. Uh, I'm a drug salesman. I'm a drug right. salesman of my own drug. Ah, okay, makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. Well, I, I do like to do. I, I'm I'm a bit of a control freak. Listen, I like I, to micromanage <laughs> and uh, you know, at I'm least the, I can really sell the brand. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried I'm to the, let my son do it, but he was a disappointment. Have these been certified or authorized at all? Well, if at all you mean by me, Will Smith, yes. <laughs> well, I can certify them because they're working. That's right. Oh. Little Marvin began to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink back to his normal size. Oh, the house was planted down on a brand new lot. And they were then in the house and Marvin was normal size once again. <laughs> they they all walk outside and when they walk outside, they notice that the um, hospital building had landed on a bunch of people. So there's just uh, bloody legs sticking out underneath <laughs> the building all around. Well, looks like I better get back to work now that I'm the doctor again. Um, do you think I could have a job here still? Because I, I really need this. Um, well, I got a couple of stiffs that need to be taken over to table seven. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'll do it. Uh, doctors, doctor, I don't know who's in charge anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What can I do for you? Well, uh, thank you for bringing my son back to his regular size. But oh, what can we expect uh uh, now from him, is he going to stay that, that size? Is he going to shrink? Is he going to grow? Like, what, what, what's going to happen? Mm. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> you made the bet. You're the doctor now. You should know. Oh, I wasn't looking at you because of that. I was looking at you because you, you're pissing me off. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't mean don't. to him. I think I just... Oh, oh please, please. Don't hurt him. I'm sorry I asked. He hit himself. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Please call those muscle men. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. I, I should. I will. Nostradamus, Bonaparte, Churchill. What's this? Is someone picking on someone? Yes, all, he's hitting me. He is. Get him. Oh, I predict you're going to get your ass kicked by us. Uh, I'm a Nostradamus. <laughs> how about uh, how about no? <laughs> they, they all just uh, pick up Tony and carry him out of the building. Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> Thank you so much. I know that yes, your son is cured, but I think the most important thing here is that you gave me back my practice and. Okay. And your and your confidence, I think. Yeah, I am. I you you know now that you mention it, now that I don't fear being slapped or having a a dead body thrown all around my hospital, I do feel a little more confident. Good, Marvin. Do you have any questions? This has been a, a trying day. Um, I guess. Is there any stir fry? 
There's plenty of leftover stir fry. James, give the boy some stir fry. But I just made a new batch for us. Well, you should have checked because <sighs> I'm not I'm not even hungry. Right. I don't just give the boy some stir fry. I'm going to my room. Yes, yes, dear. <laughs> the doctor sets out a uh, a tablecloth on one of the hospital beds. And they all just start passing out stir fry to each other and eat at the table. I guess, uh, I guess this anniversary did end up being a nice day after all. So, uh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad that you could spend your anniversary with us. Yeah, well, since my wife went to her room, I mean, what else am I going to do? Do you guys mind if I catch some of this from my Instagram page? <laughs> Uh, no, 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 not at all. Great. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Will Smith, enjoying what might be the, the best Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> Spooked. <laughs> that wow. was a scary story. That was it. That was terrifying. Ghostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stir fry for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's uh... <laughs> I just imagine that being just like chopped up turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes. <laughs> like one of those KFC bowls or something. Yeah. With, yeah. with all of these arguments between our listeners of whether Thanksgiving is in October or November, it's better for us to do a Thanksgiving special right here in January. Well, exactly. and all of our listeners will probably have Thanksgiving off because, you know, they work for the post office. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so they'll be able to listen to this one every year. You know, yeah, bank it. Bank mm -hmm. it, post posties. And uh, just, yeah, enjoy this as an annual holiday feast. Let's play it <laughs> while you feast. Yeah. Yeah, a feast for your senses. Paul, where can everyone follow you? Oh, at BatesBot9000, Twitter and Instagram. At Famous Deeds on Twitter. That's my podcast. At Famous dot deeds on instagram where i show the the pictures from the pictorial treasury of famous men and famous deeds um and you can just find me you know around you know walking my dog <laughs> i'm not doing anything else right now picking up books yeah. off the side of the road yeah, picking yeah, things yeah. up seeing what's <laughs> seeing what's inside yeah <laughs> scavenging <laughs> literally scavenging amazing we'll be posting yeah. that at spook podcast as well as go to the sonar you can see a full profile on paul with direct links to his social medias as well as all of the episodes of his podcast are on there and go to the sonar network shop and you can buy uh shirts for both of our shows on there that's right i'm wearing mine i just got it look at that it says surfs up oh it looks yeah. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and spooked. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.